This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. To hell and back is in the job description. Roughed up, scuffed up, run over, kicked, thrown, dropped, dunked, and done the unthinkable is a duty we've embraced for more than 40 years. Through superior engineering and constant innovation, only Pelican has conquered the chaos a life of ambition can dish out. And we've done it to empower you. Yeah, Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. What's going on? Facebook Live, YouTube. Howdy. Howdy. Hi, Jay. Hi, Brian. See what I'm doing here, boys and girls? Sharing up this stream. Go smash that share button in the lower left-hand corner. Let's get some folks in here. Get on it. We got uh, we got young Brennan McDougal. I, I, I believe I pronounced that correct. McDougal? McDougal? McDougal. He's laughing at us yeah, down in the green room right now. Like, nah. He's like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, he's like, whatever, dude, whatever. <laughs> Hi, Jay. How you doing tonight? I am stupendous, brother. I'm glad to see you're still alive. Jay sent me a picture of his bike and his helmet yesterday <laughs> and thought he was going to die. And I was ready to call 911. He's still living. Yeah. He's still living. It's a rude awakening, man. It's like, yeah. You shaved, you shaved the beard. You look like you're 12. I know. Riding the bike. I mean, how much younger are you trying to look, bro? I know. I'm just trying to, uh, I guess, defeat everything <laughs> that's happening right now. A uh, couple quick announcements, uh, boys and girls. If you're not following us on uh, Waypoint TV, 
download the Waypoint TV app. You can get all the videos, audio segments, all that good stuff on there. Uh, super cool. Super happy to be working with uh, Waypoint TV. Next Paddle and Finn Trail Series event is June 19th on the Madison Chain in Wisconsin. Get signed up. Uh, I'll have Jay drop the link to Tourney X down in the chat for you boys and girls if you want to come out to that event. It is always a good time. Big, large mouth and small mouth. So, oh yeah, you got any ideas on uh, what's going to take it? Green fish or brown fish? Oh, uh, you know, I'm going to say brown fish because uh, that's uh, you know that's the place to be. I think if you're in the river, you're going to probably capitalize on some green fish uh yeah well you can capitalize on both i mean i've caught them both in the rivers yeah, um, that one secret spot on that one lake shh, don't be giving my spots away bro <laughs> um but uh gonna be a good time um also i didn't tell you this we're almost to episode number 600 from episode one of Paddle and Finn podcast. Say what? Yeah, we're, uh, I think it's 580. I think this is 585. That's crazy. Something yeah. like that. Um, plus, we got a birthday coming up too. Is it three years? Am I doing the math correctly? Yeah. 2018, three yeah. years. So uh, I think we're going to have a big, big shindig. We're going to get a bunch of the hosts on, stuff like that maybe give some stuff away um but uh if you guys are watching tonight and you want to see a specific return guest on the three-year anniversary slash episode 600 drop it in the comments let's yeah. let's hear who you guys want to hear from anybody but mckinstry <laughs> 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 Jay, get, Jay gets a little embarrassed uh, when when McKinstry's on. You think he's red now? I mean, red. Look at me. I'm like I'm, I'm bright. Like I'm like reflecting light. But uh, yeah, we're gonna have a big show. Usually those shows go. Um, geez, man, I think the last one went two and a half hours. So they're always fun. So uh, we'll we'll plan that. Uh, we'll release the date. More than likely, we'll try to plan it around that episode six hundred. I meant to look on the calendar today to figure out when that was going to be, but, you know, roughly three weeks away. So um, love to have you guys there. If you guys are listening on the podcast platforms where a majority of our folks listen to us, uh, shoot us an email, Facebook message, Instagram message, all that stuff. And uh, we'd love to hear who you guys would want to hear from. Uh, enough rambling. Let's get the man of the hour in here, Mr. Brennan McDougal. McDougal? McDougal? McDougal. McDougal. Yeah. See, I had it right the first yeah. time, yeah. and I started second-guessing myself. I'm like, I always ask our guests, like, am I pronouncing this right? And nine times out of ten, I get it right. So, But uh, welcome, man. We, uh, we actually got to meet you in person. Um, at the last Paddle and Fin Trail Series event, um, you came in 10th place, which was super cool. Um, you're always at the top of the leaderboard, man. You're doing well. I think the first time I actually saw your name, I think it was last year, maybe the year before, 
and you were starting to come up and uh you know doing cool things man you're you're a young man and uh you're, you're just out there crushing it man and it's it's cool to see a lot of the young guys coming up and not only that but a lot of them are coming out of indiana which is totally cool too so like that so uh just give us a little background man on you where you're from uh how you got into kayak fishing and fishing in general man um well i'm brad mcdougall i'm 17 from indiana and uh i guess how i got into kayak fishing uh i was 15 years old or 14 years old i think okay 14 uh but i wanted to really start branching out in the sport uh i've been pond fishing for a lot you know most of my life but uh, around that age, believe like 13, 14 years old, I started looking at bass boats, and uh, they're pretty expensive, as everyone knows, and uh, especially just kind of getting into the tournament side of things. And uh, had some buddies that uh, fish kayak tournaments, and uh, they showed me around, you know, their kayaks and everything, and I tried them out, and I just loved it ever since. So uh, that's kind of how I got into kayak fishing, and uh, like I said, I loved it ever since. So very very similar story to uh to Jack Stenor. I mean that was kind of his thing too man and you know you both you both come from uh Indiana and that's one thing man I think he's he's grown up now just graduated high school so now like you're not competing with him he's going to college he's fishing a college bass team now Indiana's your state dude how does that make you feel I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's my state. There's, there's a lot of guys, a lot of great angles around me, but I just, I try to do the best I can and uh, set a good example on the younger guys, but I, I just try to do the best I can and have fun, man. That's it. But Jackson's an incredible angler, so he deserves no. credit. Listen, he's, mo- he's modest, too. He's modest. Him. I like it, dude. These Indiana boys, man, raised yeah. right. That's what I'm talking Stand about. on top of that mountain, dude. <laughs> just yell it. <laughs> Once in a while, you got to puff the shirt out. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, we got we got one of your fans in the yeah, chat. Says Jay, put a hat on, please. Sincerely, everyone. It's the lighting, man. I don't know. Thanks, Facebook user. <laughs> I'm gonna get more sun. I promise. My arms do that look good. Just on my head. <laughs> but um, super cool, man. Like in in before we started this, we were kind of talking a little bit. And, uh, you know, I had asked you, you know, do you, um, are you on like your high school bass team? Like that's a thing that's getting more and more popular and a lot of traction. Like when I was a kid, we didn't have that, man. Like I would have drooled over the chance of like having a high school fishing team or going to college for fishing or something like that, which is super cool. And you said you actually started and run it and, and ran the club, right? And now it's expanded. Why don't you talk a little bit about that, man? I actually, I didn't actually originally start it from the beginning, um, but okay. I, I fished it in its beginning years. Uh, but back a few years ago when I got into high school, I managed to get the opportunity to actually run the club. And uh, it's a super cool thing because it gets a lot of younger guys like elementary and, and middle school anglers into it, which is how I, I personally got started. That's and, awesome. Uh, you know, it, it gets it gives an angler like more opportunities to, you know, especially making new friends. Like that was something I really, you know, noticed is I made a lot of my friends I'm friends with today through the club, but uh, ran it for a few years. And uh, the high school thing's great here in Indiana. And I'm sure a lot of the clubs have the same rules is that 
you know, a lot of schools will only allow kids from that school to fish on that club. So what ended up happening is it turned into kind of like a county club. And uh, that gives anglers, you know, whether they're homeschooled or go to other schools that don't have a club to fish on a club. So that's kind of what happened. But, uh, no, it's a great thing because, you know, we did pond tournaments once a, once a month and everything. And there was prizes donated from sponsors. It's just a co- super cool thing. It's a lot of younger guys, like the elementary school kids and middle school kids into it, which is awesome. That's super cool, man. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, I mean, just getting getting uh, boys and girls in into the sport at such a young age, man. That's super cool. Yeah. And not only that, but now you, you know when you you graduate high school next year. And next year, I'm going into my senior year. Just finished my junior year. So you get to graduate next year, and then you know you get to watch those young guys come up and mm-hmm. you know fill your shoes, man. That that'll be. Uh, Definitely a cool achievement and something that I think you'll you'll definitely appreciate seeing that happen, man. Which is super cool, man. So kudos to you for sure. Yeah, I mean, I you're you're always learning new things from it too. There's tons of kids on the club. You're making new friends. You're learning different things. It's it's a lot of fun. So, well, it's cool, man. I'm sure you know it may be a little intimidating, so to speak, like. A man your age, you know, trying to reach out to some of these older guys and, you know, ask them, you know, how to do things and stuff like that. And uh, being able to talk amongst, you know, your peers and being able to figure some stuff out, man, that's super cool, man. Yeah, it's awesome. But I don't discourage you from reaching out to, like, old geezers like Jay, you know, for advice. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what I can tell you, but... <laughs> It's funny. If somebody can guess Jay's age in chat, I will uh, will send them a Paddle and Fin Trail Series t-shirt. Because Jay looks like he's 20, but he's much older. So, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, so, you got plans, like, after high school? Are you looking at uh, maybe going uh, to college, fish at the collegiate level? I, I do. I do. You know, this year, throughout my junior year, I, I managed to, you know, go look at some schools and everything. And I have a few schools in mind. Uh, but right now, I'm, I'm looking into, uh, you know, a good school for what I want to do as a career. But I would love to fish on the collegiate level. Yeah. And I've looked at a few schools, and I'm um, fortunate enough to have some be looking at me. So I just want to, you know, wait. And throughout my senior year, like I said, I'm going to my senior year. So. I feel like midway through my senior year, I really start to branch down and figure out where I want to go. Very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah, that's cool, man. William Selby said you're 38. I think you should send that guy 20 bucks. (laughs) Yeah, that's a huge compliment, bro. (laughs) Ben Bowman said 43. Yeah. Is that close? I I don't know. All right, so he's now 43. I know it's... You're getting warmer, boys. Uh, but uh, if you had, uh, like, if you didn't have to worry about, you know, scholarships or money or anything, and there was one college team you wanted to be on, what would that be? Adrian in Michigan. Adrian. Adrian in Michigan. Adrian. Where are you at, Adrian in Michigan? Yeah, man. Where's the contract? <laughs> Don't worry. After we get done with this, we'll make some phone calls and talk some sense into those boys. But uh, that's super cool. Why, why Adrian? 
Uh, I mean, they, they have a good school as far as I know, and I, I haven't had the opportunity to actually go look at the school in person, but I know they have a good team as well. Uh, but I actually, I grew up, or I've spent a lot of time in Angola, Indiana. Um, okay. My grandma had a lake house there, and I, we still go up there today. Uh, but Adrian's like 40 minutes or something from there, and, and I feel like, like Angola's almost like my second home. And, right on. Uh, I want to stay like close to home, and if I can go to Adrian, like it's a good school, they have a good team, and it's close to there. So that's that's really, if I'm gonna be honest, that's I've always looked at Adrian, and that's kind of why I would want to go there. So if I get the opportunity, I would love to go there. But there's some other awesome schools. There's so many good schools out there. Um, it's hard to hard to choose. So Adrian, is there any like requirements for these schools? Like, do you have to do like? I mean, I mean, obviously your grades, I imagine, but yeah. Is there something about tournaments you gotta like win a certain amount or? I I don't really know about how you know a college you know at least like fishing coach or leader however you want to say it like they they look at it I know obviously like you said the school looks at your GPA and your grades and I think every like fishing coach for a college team I I think they do look at like your you know some of your tournament fishes finishes and whatnot um, I think that's really it I don't I really don't know though honestly hmm. I wouldn't know. But I think it's a lot of tournament finishes and, you know, grades, I guess. So I like it. Certain schools, cool. I think, look for certain things in an angler, as mm-hmm. far as I know. But I don't know. It's a good question. Are, are any of the schools following you on social media? Yeah, I have a few. Now, not Adrian, but there are a few schools that have been following my social media. And that's where a lot of my tournament finishes are posted. I, I mean, I do recap some of my tournaments, but also, obviously, Tourney X and stuff like that. So, you need to start tagging that fishing team coach in all your mm-hmm. posts. Be like, "What's up? Good. What's up, bro? Or, yeah. Why haven't I got a phone call yet?" Yeah, yeah. And then, like, in the middle of just like, kind of lift up your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we we got a comment coming in from YouTube from eight one two slider. He said, ask Brennan how he lost one of his favorite pink Crocs. Little kid was heartbroken for 24 hours. Somebody trying to embarrass you there? <laughs> well, I wear Crocs a lot. I wear Crocs all the time. Uh, I guess, let me think. Of, oh, yeah, I know this story. Well, I, I lost them in a lake, right? I mean, I, I have a lake house, like I said, on James. Mm-hmm. I'm a James champ there in Angola. And, uh, you know, the the ground or the... I got them stuck in the muck. I don't know how. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say they're pink and they float. (laughs) No. I got them stuck in the muck, and a good buddy of mine, Brian, uh, which I'm assuming is the one who commented that, he uh, got in and got them for me. He dove down, I think, and got them for me. That's cool. That's Yeah, and that was was pretty heartbreaking because I I wear Crocs all the time. They're my favorite shoes. Right on. So, but yeah. Why Why do you like the Crocs? I know there's, like, a lot of guys that like them and then a lot of guys that hate them. And, yeah. like, there's the guys that make fun of the guys that wear Crocs. And then there's the guys that wear Crocs that make fun of the guys that wear sandals. So I, you, I don't really know. They're, talk um, me into wearing some Crocs because I've <laughs> never even tried these things before. Well, they're, they're convenient, right? I mean, you don't – and I guess that's the same with sandals. But they are convenient and they're comfortable. And they're, I mean, they're rubber, right? So they're waterproof. So it's perfect because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times you might get your feet wet at the ramp or something like that. So it's perfect. You know, you don't have to worry about drying your shoes out or stuff like that. 
Well, so, and I think everybody's used to like the classic design. And there's, I have a pair of that, and I purposely <clears throat> like got them because of what you're saying, because they're waterproof and they're not going to retain the stink that you yeah. know, a lot of the shoes. I mean, because let's be honest, kayaking, your feet are in the water a hell of a lot more than you are when you're in a boat. Yeah. And then yeah. one of those days you leave those shoes in a truck or your car on a hot summer day and you get in there and you're like, ooh, ooh. jay's got a soft stomach yeah yeah it's like like, i don't know what that is man i mean you get them dirty too you just wash them off they're good to go it's all no they're just convenient they're easy i gotta ask you you ever got the croc suntan spots where your feet are all polka dotted from the sun coming through the little holes i well I never get that tan. I've never gotten that tan. I have the same tan every year, though, like where it's like, because Crocs come up like, I don't know how to describe this, halfway down your feet. Like, here's your foot. Yeah. Yep, yep. So there's always like a like a real pale spot on my foot, and that's real, real tan. I get yeah. that. I've never gotten the spots, though. Okay. It's now, like a I farmer tan. That, that'd be awesome. That'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Brennan's going to be out there on his kayak trying to polka dot his feet in the sun, yeah. get third degree burns. <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. Well, that's cool. I like it. I I got the, I I'm a sandals guy, so I got the the white strap going across the top of my foot, and it doesn't even go away in the winter time. <laughs> my wife makes fun of me, you know. So it's uh, it's one of those things, man. But. Uh, you're in an old town. You're on the old town team, man. So, um, what what model boat are you floating out of? Uh, I currently I fish from the it's a 2021 Autopilot 136. Nice. How you like that thing, man? I absolutely love it. Uh, stepped in the Autopilot last year. I ran a 120 last year, and uh, <laughs> fell in love with it ever since. the The Autopilot was my first like motorized kayak line of kayaks. So. Uh, fell in love with that and uh, went a little bigger this year, and I, I love it. Just the amount of space and everything, it's it's a nice kayak. I love it. So, Oh, you could probably walk from bow to stern on that thing, dude. You're not. I was just thinking that. You're like half the size of me, dude. So, <laughs> I'm sure you could probably stand up front like uh, yeah. Daniel son and karate yeah, yeah, kid, yeah. dude, and do the one, one-legged crane kick. Yeah, I, be like, I do walk. I do walk really bow stern. I mean, a lot of the times I I just stay on the front deck. But at, in certain situations, uh, like if you know I'm facing the wind, I hit spot lock. But I'm fishing something behind me. Like I'll fish off the back of it and stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, it's an incredible kayak. I love it. Yeah, I've noticed myself uh, a lot more lately, and I forget where we were talking about this. It was on another podcast or something, but. Uh, uh it was a new canoe show that i do uh if you guys uh want to tune in every tuesday night on the new canoe facebook page and youtube channel i do a sh- uh, show with all the new canoe guys but i found myself doing the same thing man like uh you know because the new canoe platform it's open kind of like that autopilot where you got all that room to walk around and i've noticed like me standing and turning sideways or casting in the back of the boat now you know, I don't know what it is. Like last year, I didn't do much of that, but this uh, new Unlimited, man, I've been doing the same thing. And it's kind of cool, right? Because you could sit in one spot and just fish 360 all around you and just kind of kind of dial the fish in. Or if 
like I don't have spot lock on mine. So if I, you know, get blown around or the boat gets spun around in the wind, I can just kind of rotate in the boat, man, which is kind of cool. Um, I like that, dude, that open deck concept. Those autopilots are pretty slick boats. I know one of our hosts here, JP, has got that same boat. I think he's got last year's model, but yeah, he said the same thing, man. He's he's a big dude, and he loves that thing, man. He's a, I saw him uh, the first event that we had in Indiana. He was standing up in the river, spot lock and spinning all around that thing, you know, casting, sight casting, and stuff like that, man. It was super cool. Do you, do you got to be careful with that with spot lock if you're standing up front, like on the bow? Um, like, I would say it's uh, – it's, once you're on spot lock and it gets locked in, uh, mm-hmm. you know, of course you gotta be careful. But uh, it's really when you're controlling the motor. Like I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty powerful. If you're, if, you know, if you're standing up and you know you you accidentally click the button or something, like you might might fling you in. So yeah, <laughs> I, I have it. Um, I've actually done it. The the one time that's happened to me was actually practicing for the the paddle and fin cold water event. I uh, hit the motor the wrong way and it. I ate it. I ate it. So you went in. You took a swim. I I did not go in. Uh, All right. Landed right on the deck. Okay. I was going to say if you went for a swim, that was probably pretty cold, man. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Water temps weren't that great. It is cold. But yeah, I I would say you got to be careful in all situations. But uh, once spot locking stuff gets dialed in, it I mean it works for you. Uh, But I, I. a lot of times I'm always finding myself, like you were saying, that open deck concept is huge for me. So I'm typically just always on the deck fishing. An open deck allows you to, like you said, kind of like 360 fish and you turn that yeah. which mm-hmm. fish. So, Yeah, it's cool, man. I, I love it. I mean, I had that last year too. I was in the new canoe pursuit, but like the stability of that boat compared to the unlimited, you know, unlimited is way, way more stable. Um, but the pursuit is a lot faster, you know? So that was the thing, like, you know, as far as ease of paddling and motor and stuff, that's what I really loved about it. And then this unlimited came out and I'm like, dude, I could like, I'm a big dude. You've seen me, Brennan. I could like, I could do the one, one legged, you know, crane kick off the front bow, which is pretty cool. You know, uh, having that ability just to move about it almost gives you, and, and that's something we could segue into next is I know you fish out of uh, actual boats, too, you know, quite a bit. Um, but it gives you that kind of open, like, deck walking around on a boat feel almost, right? Uh, the first time I stepped, especially fishing on that open deck, right? Like, the first time I fished off the 120 last year with the, and the autopilot in specific, but any open deck kayak, but with the motor right there in front of you and open deck, like it, it literally felt like, and it feels like I'm fishing up, you know, the bow end of a bass boat. Like I got the yeah. front deck right there. I got the trolling motor ahead of me. It, it feels no different. So that's something I noticed right away. Um, fishing off, you know, cause all my other kayaks, I've never had that full open deck. Like the autopilot brings you or some other kayaks. Um, and with the motor right there, like I said, it, it feels like I'm fishing off, you know, the front of a bass boat, which is awesome. Super cool. Heck yeah, man. So, um, I've been seeing a lot of pictures, man. You're fishing out of a boat too. Are you fishing like some buddy tournaments with a friend or something out of a boat or? 
I fish them occasionally. Um, haven't done that many this year, but sometimes I'll fish like USA Bassin, like team tournaments and stuff. Not a lot though. Uh, a lot of times I just go fun fishing with buddies off their boats and stuff, but I'll hop into a tournament every once in a while. It's some, it's fun cause it's different than the kayak stuff, but I, I enjoy the kayak tournaments more, but whenever I can get into a bass boat tournament, I will every once in a while I do it. That's cool, man. I dig that. I dig it. Um, so, you know, we were talking about, you know, before we started and, you know, I definitely wanted to, uh, you know, sorry, uh, definitely talk to you about, uh, you know, some of the struggles and the, and the problems you have, like trying to travel to different events and stuff like that, being, being a young guy, man, like, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because I know we did a podcast a while back with, uh, with Susie Roloff and, you know, hearing some of the struggles as a woman angler traveling to a, a general all male event. And, um, you know, it was interesting from that and trying to get your perspective as a young guy who's like coming up, like, cause I'm sure there's a bunch of kids nowadays, um, not calling you a kid, but young men coming up that, you know, want to get into the sport and they see the Hobie events and the bass events and the, the KBF trail events and the paddle and fin trail series events. And they want to travel to the, you know, some of these, but there there's limitations. And I think, uh, some of us as older guys, you know, take that for granted. Um, so like what's some of the struggles in the, in the issues that you faced, um, trying to, trying to, you know, come up and really get your name out and fish more of these, uh, these bigger events, man. Um, I would say the the first struggle, you know, earlier in my career, I guess you could say, or since I've started was actually, you know, traveling to these places driving wise, because, of course, when I started, I was like 13, 14 years old. So I I didn't have my license. Um, My dad and stuff was super helpful. He he would drive me to a lot of events. Um, But of course, you know, he couldn't drive me to say there's a tournament on Ufala or something like that, like far away or wherever. A lot of the national events he wasn't able to drive me conveniently to. So that was the first struggle really early on when I started was actually being able to hitch rides or, you know, being able to get somewhere. And, of course, now being able to drive since last year, it's helped a lot, and I've been able to travel a lot more. Uh, But now it's – and since I've started and I still face it, it's actually just being able to find places to stay sometimes. Like being under 18, like until I can get my own hotel, like I got to – you know, be able to either stay at people's campsites or, you know, book a cabin or whatever. So uh, that's really the biggest struggle. Like, I mean, that's the only thing that will hold me back a lot of times from traveling to an event. Like there were some events last year where I really want to go to and some guys that I do travel with or have weren't able to go. So that's something that I really struggle with as a younger angler is being able to find places to stay sometimes. So... Yeah, it was interesting, man. It's, you know, it's something that I think we don't even think about because I think you got to be at least 18 to even reserve a campsite, right? I think it's all, any, like, hotel, campsites, all that. I think it's 18. Like, I mean, I I know the cabins we stayed in for the national championship last year was, I know it was 18. Yeah. So, 
that's the biggest struggle, man. And a lot of times I'm able to make it to a lot of these events, just sometimes staying with people. I, I'm, some people that I travel with, I, I'm just not able to do it. Yeah. That's definitely yeah. the biggest struggle. See, and, you know, on the flip side, and I'm, I'm not by any means trying to offend you or compare you to the ladies, but like, you know, Susie Roloff, like she would want to travel to a lot of the national events, but like, you know, the expense of getting your own hotel or whatever was just too much. And it's like, you can't just necessarily go up to like some random dude and be like, Hey, want to split a hotel room? You know, she's married, you know, a lot of guys are married, like kind of looks funny. You know what I mean? And, um, I never really thought about that, you know, and it's, uh, it, it's kind of interesting. And I think it's something that a lot of us guys take for granted and especially the younger guys, man. Like, you know, I know, um, you know, it's a kind of similar story that we heard from Jackson or granite, like Jackson's dad, like stepped up and, and he fished tournaments too. So he was able to travel with him. His dad could get a hotel room, things like that, man. But you're, I mean, trying to, trying to, you know, kind of cut your teeth on your own doing that kind of thing, you know, like, you know, not everybody has that perfect scenario, dude. So kudos to you, man, for, for sticking it out and, and making those events and making it work and finding those guys to bunk with and travel with, dude, that's super cool. There's, there's a ton of guys, like there's a ton of awesome people in the, you know, the kayak community and everyone's looking out for one another. Uh, yes. So I've, I've managed, there's a lot of guys that are willing to stay with me and I'm just super fortunate for that. Cause other, if that wasn't able to happen, like if I wasn't able to stay with a lot of these guys, like I, I couldn't make it to these events. So, um, but the kayak well, community and the family is just awesome. So. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, that's like, we talked, you know, right before we started this, you're like, man, I'm considering Madison, you know, and, and that's how this whole subject came up. And I was like, dude, we always got extra room at the campsites. Come on by, you know, like that's yeah. the thing. So, um, yeah, man, if, if you're ever looking for a place to stay at one of these events, reach out to me, man. I'll, yeah. I'll track somebody down that's uh, going to these events, man. We'll find you a place to crash for sure. That's awesome, man. But, um, yeah, no, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, um, you know, what's, uh, what's kind of your outlook for the rest of the year, man? What are you most looking forward to? And, uh, you know, what kind of, what, what big events you think you're going to make this year? I think looking forward, I think I'm going to, try to get to a couple trail events i think i'll fish uh the kbf trail on east west harbor and possibly nice. kentucky lake um, okay the paddle and fin invitational i think is that's in september yeah it's uh, in uh september middle of september so or beginning I believe, believe i'll be making it to that up in the cross so that's something I, ever since i found out about it i really wanted to get to that um, nice so i'm looking forward to that uh, of course, the national championship this year uh, down in Shreveport, and I think that might be it. There's some other, you know, of course, like the events in state and everything. Like I, I still fish, you know, the local trails here in Indiana are awesome. So there's a there's a few events I'm looking forward to here in state, but um, and possibly uh, the Madison Chain event as well if I can end up making it to that one. Nice. So just a few trail events and stuff like that trying to get to as much as I can getting around school and everything. What, uh, what local club are you mostly fishing down there? 
Uh, it's Indiana Kayak Anglers here out of Indiana. Uh, yeah. I've some of them since I've started. They do a great job. But also uh, Indiana Kayak Trail as well. They have some events going this yep. year. So, but yeah, mostly Indiana Kayak Anglers. They're all right, except for that guy, Matt Gibson, that helps run that club. Okay. I'm not familiar with that guy. Hey, Matt Gibson? Yeah, he's goofy. Oh. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, you guys Just know saying. Matt. He's, he's, he's like on that canoe team or something? Yeah, the canoe team. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm telling him. Is I'm it gonna... like old canoe? Uh, yeah, <laughs> old, old canoe. canoe. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, he's got one of those old aluminum canoes. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what he fishes oh, yeah, out of. He's got, like, you know, he's got his, uh, you know, his old... Uh, like Rapala, you know, with uh, yeah, yeah. You know, got the a light action spinning reel. <laughs> uh, we love Matty. He's a good dude. He is for sure, man, for sure. Well, that's cool, man. Um, you know, as far as like, you know, you were talking, your dad would help you out, you know, getting you to some local events and stuff like that, man. So, what kind of support and thoughts do you get from your folks, like you trying to pursue this fishing thing, man? I mean, they just, you know, encouraged me to do my best every time I'm on the water. And, of course, like, when I didn't have my license, like, he would take me to a lot of events. Uh, basically, any event that I wanted to go to, you know, he would pretty much take me to, which is awesome. And now that I'm kind of free, I guess, have my license, I mean, I, he's always encouraged me. My, my, You know, my mom, my dad, my sister, they're always texting me, calling me when I'm on the water. Uh, making That's awesome. Making for every event, too. I mean, I mean, of course, I'm 17, so... Before I leave for each event, they're always making sure I got everything and making sure I'm prepared. So that's, that's cool. It's awesome for it. It's awesome. And they're like, make sure you turn on your life 360 so we know where you are. <laughs> he knows what's up. I do the same thing to my kids. I'm like, man, right. you better like if you're traveling far, put on that, you know, put that app on and let I, me know. Well, I remember uh when my son turned 16 and he got his license and I was like, here you go. You take this car anywhere your sister's got to go. Guess who's driving yeah. her? <laughs> he was like, oh, man, yeah, yeah. for real. So then he was smart, though. He was smart. He got a job and worked as much as he possibly could <laughs> so he wouldn't have to drive his sister anywhere. But, uh, no, that's super cool, man. Um, it's it's cool to see a lot of parents getting behind um all you young guys and, and giving you all the, all the support you need and, and making sure you guys are getting to these events, getting there safely and, and just having a good time. Right. You know? Yeah, for sure. I dig it. I dig it, man. Um, what else? Uh, you got anything, Jay? Well, I mean, you know, when you're, when you're out there on the water, I mean, what are your thoughts? Like how you, how are you, breaking up the lake you know that's what i missed yeah yeah how how are you looking at everything and then and also you know how how does your lure uh choice or selection how is it affected by that i would say uh if i'm going into a lake or a river wherever it's at an event that i've never been to or you know even if i've been there before i do a lot of map study before uh, as much as i can through like navionics and everything and even on like Google Earth, uh, checking that, even looking at the weather going up to the event. And uh, when I get to the water, I try to, like I said, the, you know, the pre-planning is big for me, kind of knowing somewhat about the body of water I'm going to. And then uh, I just kind of break it down from there. I try to find a few areas that I, I think will be best for, you know, for the time of year and everything. 
And uh, I try those out. And if that doesn't work, I'll kind of try to move to a plan B and a plan C. I, I typically, going into each event, I like to have three plans, like a plan A, plan B, and a plan C. And if I can, if I can find that in practice, that's that's an effective practice for me, I guess. Try to find a few different plans, a couple backup plans and everything. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So are you more of a power fisherman or finesse fisherman? I'm a, I'm a finesse fisherman, 100%. I like it, dude. I have no patience for that. Dude, I used to be the biggest power fisherman. And and I thought about this on the water this past weekend when I was fishing the home lake, dude. And I'm like, you know, I probably should be like ripping a chatterbait through the weeds right now. But I'm like, I'm just going to fish this weed line with a with a uh, shaky head and, a you know, slow work at Senko through the grass instead of, I don't know, man. It's something about it. Something about it. And you get a lot of good bites. That's my thought initially when I start <laughs> off like that, and then all of a sudden I'm fishing it like I'm power, I'm basically power fishing a plastic, you know, which sometimes works out. Yeah, sometimes, know? sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like that is patience is just not my virtue. You got any friends like this, Brennan? Where like they're they're they like to fish a certain style, and they're not catching anything, but you're hammering them right. And you're like, hey, bro, this is what they're hitting. Here, here's some of the baits. Tie one of these on, and you'll catch fish. And then they're, you give them the baits, and they never tie them on and never use them. You got any friends like that? I got I got some friends from my school and stuff. Yeah. All right. They All right. sound cool. Yeah, see? They yeah, sound cool. You're not. <laughs> Jay's not the only one. Yep. <laughs> well, I just believe in my baits, man. You, know? well, you got to have confidence. Yeah. I you mean, if they're confidence. catching fish, it's great. You know, it's like, you know, so what if you don't catch all the fish? <laughs> you know? I caught some. <laughs> oh, that's super cool. Well, brother, we're winding it down, man. Uh, any, any last thoughts, shout outs, thank yous, any of that good stuff you want to throw out there? I mean, I just want to thank you guys for having me on. This has been awesome. Uh, of course, yeah, I want to thank you know, my friends, family, and everything for getting on here and for all the support. And, of course, all my sponsors. I have so many great sponsors. You can see that on my Instagram or anything like that. So, uh, but, yeah, I appreciate all the support from everyone. And, again, just thank you guys for having me on here. It's been fun. Heck, yeah, man. Did you, um, real quick, man, not to uh, sidetrack, but was it last year? Did you do a turn a charity event, or was it this year or something? Uh, I did one this year, and I did I do one last year. I can't remember if I did one last year. I don't I don't remember. But you ran the charity event, right? It was like something yeah. that you put together. Yeah. You are you going to do that again this year, or is it going to be next year? And do you want to plug that now, man? I don't know. Like. Uh, I mean, basically, if I do a charity, like Jackson Orr does a charity tournament annually, and he kind of started that off. You know, if I do a charity tournament, it's basically going to be for something that's like comes up or something and someone okay. needs help. But I, as of right now, I don't have any future plans on one. Okay. But if I do, I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, yeah, let me know, man. I, I just, something in the back of my mind, I saw something that you did one or something like that. Or I remember that you had did one and uh, just wanted yeah. to, if you were going to do it annually, so to speak, let you kind of plug that. I would like to. I would like to. It's those, you know, the charity tournaments are a great thing. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Because it's, it's a good thing to get into. But 
Jack right really started it, and he did a great job with his. And I know he does one annually. Yeah, so. right on. Okay. Right on, man. Well, uh, we appreciate you taking the time out tonight, man, and uh, telling the good folks about yourself. And uh, super cool with what you're doing, you know, with your with your club and getting a lot of young young kids involved in the sport and stuff like that, man. And uh, it's cool to see you uh, see you grow as an angler and become more and more successful, dude. Um, it's just. Uh, I, I love that about our sport, man. I love seeing all you young guys come up. You know, there's yourself, Dylan Fuqua, when he was fishing heavy, you know, Jackson. There's a couple other guys, man, that, uh, you know, are in that high school, college range that are just out there grinding away, dude, and crushing it, man. So kudos. Don't give up. Just keep doing it, man. And uh by all means, man, if there's anything we can ever do to help you guys out, just let us know, and uh, we'd be more than happy to help. I will, man. I appreciate it. And like I said, if I don't see you at the, the Madison chain, I'll, I'll see you in the cross, but I'll, I'll work on seeing what I can do for the Madison chain. So, Right on. Yeah, Matt Gibson must have just tuned in because he oh, didn't comment earlier when we were making is, fun is of him. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. He's gonna go back and watch after we get done, and he's gonna be like, "Oh my god, you guys!" But sometimes, don't give him too much credit, dude. That stuff goes to his head, bro. Brennan, I'm gonna say keep wearing, keep wearing those pink Crocs, dude. Because when people talk about you later on, they're gonna be like, "I don't remember that dude's name, but he wears pink Crocs." Yeah, yeah. You know? And then you're always gonna be that guy because, like, even um. Uh, Eric Jackson said that because that's why Eric Jackson wears that that one piece jumpsuit all the time. Yeah, yep. because it's like you're you're kind of like you know inventing yourself and putting yourself out there. It's like that one thing that people always remember. Yep. You know, that and all the fish. I, I will. I will not. I will continue to wear them. I promise. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. You should. You should just oh, make it a be thing. They'll be up either at the mass and saying or across. They'll be up there. Nice. Do you have like one like ritual that you do before every event, like a good luck thing or anything like that? I mean, I, I say a prayer every single morning before the event. Um, right now. About it. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Awesome, brother. Thank you, everybody that tuned in this evening. If you tuned in late, you can always go back and watch the video on Waypoint TV facebook youtube get the audio on any of the major podcast platforms out there at google stitcher stuff like that get ready we got episode 600 slash three-year birthday coming up for paddling finn uh so uh get ready it's gonna be uh it'll be a good one jay any final thoughts my friend um be safe out there everyone always wear your pfd there you go. That's Dan Perry's line, bro. Is it? Yeah, oh, he's always PFD. like, all right, guys, we'll see you next yeah. time. Wear PFDs. And then he clicks end. So it's always good. How but... about this one? Well, tight lines and smooth paddling. That's my line, bro. <laughs> but that works. We'll, we'll let you hack that one up this week. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks again, Brennan. And uh, we'll catch you guys next Thursday, 7 Central, 8 Eastern. Till next time, tight lines, smooth battling. Peace.